Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Hello. Today we're talking about vacationing in little Germany or <laughs> little German villages because uh, we're finally back and we just got back from our holiday and we're going to talk about it because there's some interesting stuff that we saw. Right. So if you want to see the small side of Germany, quote unquote, stick around. Okay. And we are back. The boys are back in town. We are finally back from our <laughs> epically long vacation. I know you guys have been uh, going stir crazy waiting for a new episode. True. And our, and our vacation was actually not that long. Like our, our vacation vacation, but our podcast vacation was a bit longer. Well, because we took a, a week off before we left for vacation because we were busy with, you know, last week of stuff before the Just vacation. Just trying to chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, we, know. We, you know, and plus... It, it, we don't have to explain it, guys. You just, you know, vacations happen. Yeah. It was hot. We wanted to go relax. Hot. So, um, but anyways, we're back. Fun to be back finally. Uh, you know, trying to figure out how to plug our mics in again and everything. You know, it's like after. Yeah, I almost forgot how to set everything up. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time. Oh, and I forgot to mention this is episode 115. Oh, it's, nice. It's round. It's not, not round. round. Blocky number. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. So anyways, we are back. We're going to get the swing of things. We're talking about uh, small German villages soon. But of course, Alex, aren't there things before that? There's always things before that that we like to waste everyone's time with. Before that, right? Uh, The first thing is a big, big thank you to everyone who came out to our meetup on July 22nd. Yes. So much fun. Awesome day. I had a really good time. We had, we counted, we're we're pretty sure. We had at least 14 of you listeners showed up, which is freaking awesome. I mean, that you guys took time out of your day to come. Every time we do one of these things, we're pretty pessimistic and we kind of expect like two, three people. Like, And we're like, okay, that's probably what we'll get. So 14 is uh, um, amazing. Yeah, it, it is very cool. So many cool people. I, I do want to apologize because we were, we were unable to talk to everybody. And there's a few people there that we didn't talk to. So if we didn't talk to you, we're, you know, we're not good at this. And we, we do apologize. I hope you come to the next one and, you know, just like sit next to us and make sure that we. Yeah. We're going to get better. Like, honestly, we, we, after we realized there was maybe two or three people we didn't really get a chance to converse with, like we both felt really bad. And, yeah. um, one of those things, there's so many people and we were, we we're not prepared and we had these two separate tables and we were doing our best to try to you know, mingle with everybody. But anyways, we feel really bad if you, if you came, didn't get, um, a lot of time to talk to us, but you know, like you said, we're new at this and you know, maybe if, if slash when we have another, uh, in person meetup, yeah, we'll, we're, we're learning from our mistakes. We're going we'll be better. We'll exactly. Be better. And yeah. congratulations to, uh, Greta for winning the, our secret prize, which was, which was a, uh, a GDW branded whiskey glass. Yeah, custom whiskey glass. Yeah, we, we, and this is how we learned from the first one. First one, we didn't have a trivia challenge. We created a cool trivia game in which we thought maybe people would know a third of the questions. And you guys were amazing and knew all, all of the questions. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Greta was on it and got the cool glass, which I'm a little sad about because even you and me do not have an AGDW podcast whiskey glass. So uh, we might have to rectify that at some point. <laughs> I think we'll do that. Yes. Let's get some of the news, Jeff. And bad news for Germany, which is not a great way to, to, great. to ever start uh, Love it. from a return from a vacation. Um, a few weeks ago, the organization Internations conducted a survey with expats living in 52 countries uh, worldwide, I would assume. <laughs> <laughs> so for, uh, and uh, for the category of expat essentials, Germany ranked 52 out of 52. Oh, wow. What? So, really? ex- so expats consider Germany the worst. Uh, so the ca- this category included 
essential such as bureaucracy, yeah. finding housing, Fair. digitization and modernization yeah. of, of services. Okay. Um, and a few other things that were considered expat essentials, like when you first get here. Also, when it came to learning the German language, finding an apartment, or dealing with local authorities, Germany was, for all three, ranked um, by expats roughly 15 to 25% worse than the global average. So um, wow. expats are not enjoying their time in Germany. And uh, for a lot of these categories, I can't say I blame them. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I can't either. It, it, I mean... I guess if you're looking at only those categories, it does it does make only sense. Only the important categories, yeah. right? But like in terms of like I don't know, like freedom, fun, things to do, cities. You know, there's more than just bureaucracy. Yeah, but like, but if you're ready, if you know, if you're an expat, you're trying to figure those things out. I can understand why Germany can be the worst. I think these are the important things because, like, if you're say you're going to a European country, they're all going to have the same level of freedom, right? A Western European country, uh, they're going to have the same level of fun things to do whether you're in paris london right? so like those are all gonna be roughly the same i don't know but, same but, 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 but roughly the same right but where it counts germany fell to rock bottom yeah, that's, so. if, if you're you know living here in germany from, from another country it's like congratulations you know you survived you survived you did it you it's only for you, the you've hit rock bottom for the brave souls <laughs> to come live, move to germany but maybe in a way it's like a positive because once you've gotten to as low as you can, there's only one way to go, and that's up. Exactly. Once you're here, man, you get to enjoy. So expectations are literally zero. That's true. <laughs> so even if you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, hey, all right. I've got, uh, I've got a roof. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Other news in Germany. Uh, currently, this is a pretty random one. There are only 1,300 public water fountains, or as you say in Rhode Island, bubblers, <laughs> offered over all over Germany, which is only an average of 81 per state, not by city. By state. by state. With temperatures continuing to rise, the German government has ordered states to install a great deal more, equaling 1,000 extra water fountains across the country. It's almost doubling it. That's really low. Like, that actually surprised me when I, when I, when I, saw, when I saw that article because there's only 1,000. I thought, like, okay, 1,000 in Berlin. You know what I mean? I but, think, but, when, one, when do you see a water fountain? But 1,300 across the whole country. For 86 million people, there's one, roughly 1,000 water fountains. I, I, know, I know there's one down the street from me, and I discovered it like a few weeks ago. Have you seen those like new like blue ones they've installed in Berlin uh, like the past like three years? There's, there's these new modern kind of blue ones they've installed that kind of run all the time. Yeah, yeah, I've seen um, that. That's the one I have near yeah, me. Yeah, I've, I've got like maybe one or two of those near me as well. But yeah, in general, I guess. But yeah, it makes sense with, with yeah, with, with summer's going to be this hot. People got to stay hydrated and, you know. If you're walking on the street, you feel a little faint, and you're like, oh, I need to find Yeah, now it. that it's normal for Germany to have, you know, mid-30s weather all the time. It's been hot, boy, the past few weeks. It's uh, been hot. It's been rough. And uh, speaking of it being hot. And water. Uh, German ha Germany um, has, unfortunately, at the same time, two forest fires. It's, I guess, uh, getting a little jealous of California here. Um, so it, 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 there was this large forest fire in the Czech Republic that two weeks ago crossed over the border into Swiss Saxony literally three days before our planned vacation to that exact location. Thanks, Schengen area. Yeah, so it's a huge forest fire, and there's literally hundreds of firefighters, and it's still under not under control after about um, two weeks. And a few days ago, um, a police ammo-slash-explosive storage building in the middle of the forest, which exploded <laughs> exploded uh, near Berlin. Luckily, and, no one was injured. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe, right? Don't think so, from what I've read. Okay. And uh, that created a large forest fire next uh, in between berlin and uh, potsdam which uh, yeah so there you go uh so and, and you know in germany doesn't have really forest fires on the average so i think all of the 
uh, equipment was t- probably tied up in Swiss Saxony, and I was like, oh crap, this other one, you know, like Ugh. you know, like trying to sp- sp- yeah. split time. But you know, Germany's like, not used to this, and they're saying the, the, the woods right now are super duper duper dry, especially around um, Berlin. Yeah. So this is no bueno, and it's gonna be continuing the heat for the next like two weeks. Yeah, it's like ten I mean, days where every day it's between thirty, 30 and 33. 30, thirty-three. Yeah, yeah, which which is in the um, high eighties if you don't know the Celsius, which feels kind of okay now because you know a few weeks ago it was like thirty-eight, like forty degrees almost. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah. There was a day where so that's about a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, we had like and then the day before was yeah ninety-six. 95. It was just yeah. it's been brutal. Really it brutal. was it was uh, burning. Um, but on a positive note, Ooh. a special thank you to Emma, Safir, and Ermela for sending us donations over the summer vacation. We really appreciate it. Oh, actually. really nice, guys. It's a great way to come back and see we have, uh, we can afford some more whiskey, which is really nice because yeah. we were running low. Yeah, yeah it's, it's nice to see you guys thinking of us when we're not even releasing stuff. Um, yeah. And we've been seeing a lot of people have been listening even when we were on vacation, you know. Yeah, like more than when we're not on vacation. <laughs> so I don't know what that means that we're doing better. Listener wise, when we're not, people prefer us not putting new content. Out. I don't know. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Um, but anyways, but yeah, thank you so much for those donations. Uh, donations really help us since we are a nonprofit uh, podcast, and a lot of the time we don't have sponsors, and it helps us to pay for all of our uh, servers and hosting needs and equipment, etc. So um, if you were so inclined, you could do so at the bottom of any page of our website. We have a uh, PayPal donation button there, and uh, that website is. A G D W podcast.com. Excellent. So, um, yeah, thank you again. Thank you to anyone who's donated so far. You have greased the wheels. You have. Now, without further ado, shall we get into this uh, whiskey? Yes, we should. Because, yes. So, today we have a, uh, a familiar brand that we've had before on the show. And this is the Bullet Whiskey. Mm hmm. Which, um, um, so far. Every bolt I've had is yes, good. very good. They're an American company, and they do a lot of bourbons. But today we have a rye. So it's Bullet Rye Frontier Whiskey. And is it, is it 90, Bullet Rye 95? Yeah, this is a Bullet 95 Rye Frontier Whiskey. Straight American rye whiskey made using 95% rye mash for superior American rye whiskey Ooh. experience. Ooh, I thought it was going to be like the proof, but it's actually the percentage of rye mash. No, I'm glad it's not the proof. Because <laughs> we'd be dying. That'd be a lot. That'd be a lot. No, it's uh, 45% like a normal normal whiskey. Well, I'm excited because A, I like bullet and you know me, I'm a rye guy. Are you? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Hmm. Nice. Nice pop. It's a good pop. Welcome us back. I'm sent to the new year, but <laughs> it's the second half of summer. Thank you. Yeah, summer's, uh, we're almost through, like we're almost Ooh. halfway through August, man. We're almost like in winter. I don't, I don't even want to think about it. You don't want to think about is this smell. Mmm, that is a rye. You got that spicy, that spicy sweet, baby. Oh, yeah, that, that smells um, delicioso, as they say in Spain. Mm, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Yeah, it's nice. Ooh, pretty spicy. It is. Not not burny, but like... Um, spicy. Very spicy. Oh, Tabasco in there. Ooh, yeah. I um, But before we get into our topic of, you know, little Germany, our little vacation that we went on, uh, please, if you feel so inclined, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. We read them all. But again, you don't have to. You can live your own life. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could easily go make a sandcastle. You could make a sandcastle instead. Uh, you you know. go uh, check your tires, make sure they're full. 
You can do that. It's a very important safety tip, actually. So it, guys, pause. Check your tires right now. Do it. Unless you're driving at the moment, then, you know, pull over. Check your tires. Check your tires. But if you don't want to do those two things, you give us a five-star review. It takes, what, 10 seconds, Jeff? Maybe 12. If, Maybe. you know, got to turn your computer on. And in case you forgot, <laughs> and in case you forgot from um, literally like two minutes ago, check out our website, too. Some do say it's the greatest website of all time. I've never heard it, but... People said that. Alex, I didn't tell you when we were there, but when we were vacationing in Swiss Saxony, I was at the restaurant. You remember that one time I went by myself? Yeah. And the waiter, <laughs> waiters in the corner were literally talking about the website. They, I, they I, were. I the murmurs. I did. No, no, no. AGDW. Oh, yeah. So okay. I was perk my head up, you know, so I, I didn't, but I didn't want to blow my cover, so I didn't say anything. That, That's fair. You know. so, so, so there you have it, you know, yeah. Jeff, Jeff sees it all the time. Uh, let's check that out. AGDWpodcast.com. Lots of fun stuff on there, including our whiskeys, our reviews. Uh, some extras, a picture Shelf of me and of Jeff fame. from two years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, good stuff on there. Alex with short hair. If you want to, if you want to see the other side of Alex, go to the website. Yes, the only the only place to find Alex with short hair. The only place. Yeah. If you can scour the internet, you could find some. Probably, but just but don't do that. Go to our website. Go to our website. We need those clicks. I'll, I'll, I'll put some <laughs> older pictures on the website too, just just so you go to it. Okay. I want some baby photos. Um, oh, what, did you mention our, our Instagram? Maybe. Oh, also we have an Instagram too. Lots of great pictures from our uh, vacations, all the whiskey bottles, all the weird things you see around Germany that we know ex people still living back home would find uh, funny, you know. And uh, where can they find that, Jeff? Couldn't tell you. You couldn't, can you? No, I literally can't. Okay. Even though I update it a lot, but I have no idea what our actual Instagram handle is. It's at Americans.in.Germany.podcast. Sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah. I think. Still. Uh, anyways, He's let's... As of this moment, I don't know what you just said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it just flowed over me. Let's, uh, let's get to the topic. That's why people are here. Let's do it. I think. Probably. Okay. And again, we're going to be talking about what it's like to travel, to, to, tourist, do some tourism, uh, do a vacation through, not, not through those large German cities, Berlin, Munich, boring. Go to these small little villages. What's that like? That's what we're going to get into. And why do we know about it? Because... We just did a vacation to two small villages across Germany. Exactly. So we started off in um, Sächsische Schweiz. So Swiss Saxony, try saying that in German, Sächsische Schweiz for three to four days. That's why and I usually call, that's why I usually say Swiss Saxony because it's just when you say that try to say that fast, it just comes out as a. It's like Schweizer's tour in Berlin. Yeah, but but believe it or not, if you're not if you don't know anything about Germany, Swiss Saxony is nowhere near near Switzerland and not related to Swiss Switzerland at all. So right. it's just called. I've, I've had to have some people get confused by that. It's actually in uh, Eastern, um, maybe like half an hour, 45, 45 minutes from Dresden. So on the Czech border. Yeah. That's, that's what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. So we were in a little area called Königstein or near a town called Königstein. And uh, it was weird because, so I've been traveling a bit during COVID over the past two years, right? But this year everything's open again. And so especially with a nine euro ticket, people are traveling a lot so easy to just, you don't even think about it you just hop on a train it's great just go yeah but because there was a fire nearby it was pretty empty and we kind of had like a lot of space we did now to describe better what we're at the um almost everything worth going to is on the elba river so the elba river snakes through this area near the czech border and all these little villages are along the elba river right um, and there's also this uh, a train line that goes along the elba river um, really nice bike uh, paths that go along the Elba River. So you have all these little villages along this nice river for it that you can just hang out and relax at, swim in. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. So, uh, but but it's interesting to see the contrast between because you get so used to Berlin and you get so yeah. used to living in big cities, and suddenly you and me, there's a there's it happened to us maybe ten times the first day we were there. 
every time a little kid passed us because we're in an area with like with uh, campgrounds and hotels, whatever, and kids would just walk by us and be like, "Hello, yeah, hello, all the time," hello. and we were like looking at you like. What? Who's that? Is that like your cousin? Or what's Are you going trying on? to sell like, me drugs, kid? Yeah. What's going on? Like, and people, and suddenly realize, like, oh, we're, we're in a we're in a village, we're in a dwarf, as they, you know, yeah, and, you know, like it, people are just much more open and friendly, and you know, uh, yeah, these kids were riding their bikes, or everyone, like, every time they passed us, they always said hello, looked at us, gave us a big smile, waved, and it was really nice. You don't see that in Berlin very often. Yeah, and like, and just like you know, customers, like waiters were they were very understanding. You know, we had this. Thing where we showed up at the restaurant maybe like half an hour before it was closing and yeah this whole thing this whole thing that would have been uh, a big they would have just probably like shoot us away in berlin you know what i mean but in here he was very understanding he's like nah whatever just sit down we'll get you whatever you need um yeah so it's just like a whole different atmosphere and that kind of hits you hit us like the moment we arrived right you know right I mean? yeah absolutely i mean there's definitely that that more of that more small village life that um that you really don't see as much in a city of course there are nice people in the city but not at that extent where i feel like everyone you talk everyone we talk to or passed by which is super friendly and very accommodating you know like if you yeah. ask for something i said no that can't happen they'd give like five other options or oh i could do this or i could do that or there was a thing where it was hot as we just said like 35 36 38 degrees and so if, what, you, what do you want you want a cold beer and the reception there at the hotel compound it was kind of like a miniature spady convenience store store. They like chips and beers. Tuna. Yeah. And so we'd go, but like, unfortunately 90% of the time the beer was warm in the fridge. Like she, 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 she just got put in. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was like lukewarm, but but you, you even asked on the way out, like, Oh, Hey, tomorrow, if say we don't drink these beers cause they're too warm. Could I bring them back in exchange for cold ones? She's like, nah, no problem. Of course you can. Um, so what do do with the bottles? Like, Leave them outside. We'll take care of it. No worries. Yeah. And even um, one night when we were on our little patio and we were playing canasta as people do, uh, late at night, um, it gets really little loud. So your girlfriend gets like, she becomes like an honorary American at late at night. She just gets loud. Yeah. Um, and any anyway, can mean, happen. We're, we're it can all, happen. Yeah, we're all loud. Uh, but anyways, but like, but instead, like, I'd say in the city, normally when you're too loud late at night, a German will come and they'll be like, they'll be like, hey, excuse me, it's it's a, it's a rural hour. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, please be quiet. It's beyond. That's after ten. Blah blah. blah. They'll, they'll like, there'll be a like conversation, right? But here it was just like a very simple shh. You know, which you would not get in, which you wouldn't get in, in Berlin or Munich or, you know what I mean? You wouldn't get it just like a, like a very calm shh. And that even caught us off guard. And we're like, oh, that, that's also a difference. Like that's, that's a, that, like, like everything is the same. It's just the way they interact or the way they present things, you know, that they would, all, yeah. you know, it's just different, you know? And so it's interesting. We were staying in um, our first few nights in something called a pension. So it's kind of like a hotel room, but it's a little bit different. There's not as many accommodations so like they'll clean your room and everything like that, like a hotel, but they won't give you shower, uh, gel or soap. Right, we, we had a shower. I mean, we had a bathroom. We, yeah. yeah, a shower, shower gel. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or yeah, or soap or shampoo or stuff like that. Like that, you have to bring and provide yourself. Which um, is fine. I mean, most people already do that, right? And then they just don't use the soap and then they get thrown away. You know? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I like when I go to a hotel and they have like the the big tubs on the wall you know and you just squeeze it and, and you just yeah. squeeze it and stuff like those little individual ones better for the environment as well yeah, absolutely but like this, this is a thing called a pension so you see these in germany sometimes so just keep in mind like it's it is a hotel but it's a bit different a little more inexpensive and more of like a campy vibe than a hotel vibe which uh, on the vacation that we were hoping to have it i can fit perfect with because we didn't want like oh, I, I a prefer, five-star resort like we wanted a very simple yeah i prefer deal. over because I, I one i don't like resorts generally and I'm not a huge hotel person. I like to stay in like something that's a little more honest, you know, and, and um, honest. Yeah. yeah. A little more honest. Good word. Yeah. Thanks. But yeah, it was, it was, a, it was an interesting room. So that there was the, the normal 
main room with the double bed. And then there was this tiny like closet of room that had um, a bunk bed, which you and uh, your girlfriend yeah. stayed in. Um, yeah, but, but it was great because the, the, the little building that we were in that had maybe six rooms, like three on the bottom floor, three on the top, whatever Probably, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was a 50 step like 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 there's a sli- there's a door and it opened up and then we had our own little private patio and then from there there was just you just walked across grass 50 steps and you were at the river so i mean there was nothing between you and the river which is oh, perfect. Was fantastic so you're, you're hanging on the river you had to go pee you run upstairs 50 yeah, yeah, steps you need a drink run just run back to the room like no problem uh, now now speaking of drinks this is interesting so like i said these uh pensions they don't have a lot of accommodations so the hotels will so there's no refrigerator in the room um, uh, true. Yeah. And, and there wasn't the nearest, um, like real store was like a 10 minute or, or 10 minutes each way. So 20 minute round trip. Right? Exactly. So. On the bike. So we, of course, we're on vacation. We want some cold beers flowing throughout the whole night. Especially you know? with how hot and sweaty we were. I mean, that's true. We're also very hot. Dear sweaty. Lord. Yeah. Sexy. <laughs> um, so Jeff became a MacGyver and figured out a way to keep our beers cold for hours on end without a refrigerator. You can't explain. Yeah. We got like, so I mean, yeah, when we, when we showed up and it was and we, like, by like our first moment arriving, we were already like done. We were just, we we're sweaty. We we're hot. Oh, so just a journey there. We were like humid. Yeah. Humid. Not nice. And then we realized like, ah, no, no fridge. And then, Ooh, the little convenience store at, at the reception, warm beers, you know, and like we need you, like you just need a cold refreshment. Like, and we needed a lot of them like, yeah. for, the, for the next three <laughs> days. And we're like, okay, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna work. And so I, like, I looked around the room and they had these two plastic uh, trash bins, one for tr- plastic, one for plastic, one for plastic, one for normal trash, whatever. Um, and I'm looking around, I'm like, what can we do here? And so I, I put, I was like, I was like, oh, okay, I can create kind of like an insulated, like, you know how like our fridge has like two walls with insulation, you know, like, you know, a, a space of air in between. Yeah. So, so I put the two trash bins together. So that way that created that insulation layer. <laughs> and then we went to the local supermarket. We got like two bags of ice. So we filled the garbage bins with ice and water, right? Put our beers and wine and whatever in there. And then I needed I needed a, a top. I looked around. The only flat thing was there was... You all, well, you also put cold water in there too because we found out that cold water and ice will keep drinks colder than, than just, just ice and ice. air. Right, exactly. Which we, you know, we Googled just to make sure. Okay, okay, perfect. Like we're good. We're this is very important to us. And then so, and there was the only flat thing we had in the room was there was like this, um, you know, little closet shelving unit and had like three small wooden shelves. And luckily they popped out. I took one of those, threw it on top. And so that was the, the seal, the top of the, of the, this fridge, whatever. And I was so surprised. Like we, we put this together maybe like five, 6 PM. And at 2 AM, there was still ice in that thing. Like, oh, they were like crispy. I mean, th- those beers were colder than I get from my fridge at home. I mean, like, but I, I, I thought it would maybe last like an hour or two and then it'd be warm water, but um, but yeah, thank God that system worked awesome. It was amazing. I, I was very impressed with your ingenuity. It reminded me of like, uh, when it comes to cold drinks, suddenly my brain gets that, you know, that they say you only use like 10% of your brain, which I know is not true, but like yeah. they say, when it comes to cold drinks, I, you're a big, that, that big other, brain that boy. 90% comes back. Oh yeah. yeah. No, it, it was super, it was super impressive and it was nice, especially on the hot days to have some nice cold beer. So well oh, God. it makes all the difference. I mean, yeah. hundred percent. Sweet Jesus. Yeah, it was good. So moving on, um, a lot of places in Swiss Saxony and or Zechtschitz, um, or like in small villages generally, uh, they actually accepted cards. Yeah, I, I we can't speak for all dwarfs, but where we were, we were very surprised. Like the hotel restaurant accepted cards, the hotel self, self accepted cards. Like almost everywhere we went, except for this little grocery store. 
except for that little grocery store. Yeah. But but everywhere else, uh, it, anyways, the the amount of card usage was way higher than I expected for this like little place we were. So just because you're in the middle of nowhere, don't doesn't mean you won't have access to your uh, plastic. You know what I mean? So like, absolutely. Uh, so that that was that was a nice little. I mean, it's also a touristy area, so maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, but still, I mean, you know, Germany, they're very like stubborn when it comes to like, no, they look at you like card. Why would I accept card for a hundred dollar purchase? Of course, I want you to have a hundred dollars in cash in your pocket. <laughs> Fair. But another, another interesting thing about um, just villages generally is something that we noticed was uh, we went to an Edeka, uh, which is a grocery store chain around uh, Germany. For one thing, they had a coin star in there, which I've never seen before in my life. Yeah, Coinstar, which is, if you guys don't know, it's um, back in the States, most grocery stores have, it's this Coinstar machine where it's, if, say you have, you know, everyone at home got a jar with, you know, a couple of dollars worth of coins that you just get, you, you know, aren't used and are useless, you know, and you can just bring this Coinstar, you throw them in, it counts them real quick, gives you a receipt, and then you go get the money from the, um, from the register, or they just deduct it from your, from your, uh, from your bill, you know, right. when you buy food, you know, so it's weird to see one in Germany. Yeah, I've never seen one in Germany. I know they take, you know whatever percentage of, of commission, but like, I don't care. I'm using the coins anyways. That's why I'm putting them in a the machine. It's fine. Take your 5%, uh, your 10%, whatever. I yeah, I, I wish there was one near me because I do have a lot of coins I want to get rid of, but I don't know what to do with them, especially these one and two, two cent euro coins which are just so useless. Such a waste. And I, and I, and I, I was, I have Deutsche Bank, so I was like, oh, they have to have a machine, right? Couldn't find a single Deutsche Bank. I, I know some Sparkasa, I think, have the machines, but I don't have an account there. So it's like, so very few German banks have it. So there's just like nowhere to do it. So yeah. Coinstar would be awesome, but yeah. But uh, yes, continuing, uh, the Edeka that we went to is, it was enormous for a really small village. And this was in um, Königstein, right? In Königstein. Yeah. Now, this is something that I have noticed a lot as a trend in most villages is obviously in Berlin, we have a grocery store. There's one every like 15 meters. Yeah. And they're very small because, yeah. you know, it's a lot of people going to one grocery store and they spread them out not too much. You don't, you don't need a really big one. It doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah. Because you just want to walk two minutes, get your food and come back, right? Exactly, but in the villages, you know, they don't need that many. So you have one big boy that, you know, all everyone's going to. And this felt like a real American grocery store. I really felt like I was in the States. Yeah, and I think because it's in a village, people are using cars a lot more because the distances between, you know, because they have like actual standalone houses. And, you know, so since they have cars, they can do bigger shops, you know. And, but yeah, it was, I remember when we went to this Etika at uh, Königstein. And I was like, God, this rivals some Eticas in Berlin. This is huge. Like, I, I did not expect that in this, because that town, Remember we walked around that town. Uh, it was like a Thursday, it was and a I think ghost town. And it was like midday, and we were the only people there. I think like what was how many people did you when you looked it up? How many people live there? Like a like a two two thousand maybe or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah, but when we were there, it looked like a, three people, literally three people. And and, uh, and but we're pretty sure it's because the forest fires. A lot of the tourist uh, attractions near there were closed, including the Bastai, which is this famous rock formation and bridge that most people go to when they visit Swiss Saxony. And, uh, and I think we talked to a woman who worked at the brunch place as well. And she said, yeah, normally this place would be hopping at this time. But she said, like, now I'm bored. There's, there's nobody visiting because of the fires. And so it was great for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had everything to ourselves. It was great. There was even a little uh, child's amusement park next to us, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. The, the compound we were in was really interesting. There, there was like, it was all owned by the same place, but there was like two or three hotels. Then there was a personal, you know, bring your own tent camping. There was the tents provided camping there was these big wooden barrels camping that you that you go yeah in. yeah these, these giant wooden 
They look like whiskey barrels, to be honest. But like 10 feet wide, you know? Yeah. With doors in them and people slept in those. I, I can't imagine how hot it was in there, but... Oh, God, yeah. Because we also slept one night in the the tents they had there. Which were gorgeous. They were really, uh, really like cool. safari tents. Which were cool, yeah. Super cool. Great at night, but in the morning, it was hot in there. It was a hot box. Yeah, that, that, that was that was rough. But yeah, it was weird. This compound just like offered everything. And like you said, as a little amusement park with like it was one of those little mini kitty, what are they called? Like... It was like mouse roller coasters and like a yeah. few zip lines and stuff. And there was just everything there. I mean, like it makes sense why families, a lot of families come there. Cause it's like within a hundred feet of where you're staying is everything. You know what I mean? Basically like if you wanted to, you could just never leave that compound. If you, if you, if you, that was your jam. And I'm pretty sure that place when it was, if it was full, could fit like 600 families. It was easily, enormous. Easily. That's why I'm so happy we went when we did. Yeah. It was great. Cause it was so empty. And we had like, you know, there was a bunch of, um, uh, those, those beach chairs at the near the water. There's a million of them, and we a always million. got some free. If it was a full place, we would, we wouldn't have gotten any free ones. But I do have to say, we did the thing. We did it once. I, I argued. I argued against this. I didn't want to do this. Alex insisted. I kind of did. So we were, <laughs> we were okay. We were on the chairs, enjoying the water, going swimming. But then we got hungry. We wanted to have lunch. But we didn't want our chairs taken. So we did put the towels on the chairs, go have some lunch, and come back. Which is that very German thing that we all hate. Uh, so judge me. Judge me what you want, people. Yeah, I, let's just say if I'd come back and our chairs were taken, I would have not have argued because that would have been fair dues. Yeah, like, of course. It's a, it's a towel. It's not a person. Just remove it, and now it's your chair. So, uh, But yeah, I felt a little icky doing that. Oh, of course. But also, it, it was so empty there. Like, I, I was pretty sure that even if we hadn't left the towels, the chairs would still be there anyway. So I'm I mean, pretty <laughs> sure as well. But I always want to try being super German. And I, and, I, and I did it. I put my towel down and I left. I joined too. Fair enough. Okay, I can't really blame him. I joined. That's like, if you know, you go rob like a bank and you're like, it was his idea. Yeah, but like, yeah, you were there. You were, except, you, were, you were aiding and abetting. Yeah, exactly. So, you were there. But we had a good spot in the shade. We didn't want to lose that. So, yeah, it's true. We did. Because it was, again, hot, you know, and, and, uh, like it, it was super nice, uh, in general, like, I think for me, tell me if I'm wrong, one of the most annoying parts were the pillows in the, uh, in the hotels. Like they were these God awful German pillows that we've talked about that Can't are, that are squares. And when you grab them, they, it's like a, it's like a marshmallow. They used to shrink into nothing. And even if you fold it three times, it's like an, like a centimeter thick. It does nothing for you. There's no support. It's like, it's like, you know, when you're like sleeping and your, your head just at this 45 degree angle. Cause like literally there's nothing there. That's how it felt like to these damn pillows. Yeah. I couldn't stand it. I don't like these pillows. That's why at home I have an American one with a German one behind it. It's like pop it up a little bit. Mm. Um, but Bobby, she loves them. So she, she was, she was hunky dory, but I can't stand them. That's the worst. Not I mean, me. like, <laughs> not guys so like literally like, so it was our first night there and Alex was like, all right, good night, everybody. He goes and he goes in his room and we're like, oh, good night. And I get in my bed. And like almost the exact same time, we both yell out like, God, these pillows are just fun. God's pillows God, suck. These pillows suck. Like, I just hear from, from like across the room, these pillows suck. They do. They suck. Literally, literally I just, I rolled it and rolled it and rolled it, put it under my head. And it was, it was still like less than before. I don't know what happened. It's, it's like taking a pair of jeans, rolling it up and being like, that's a pillow. Like, mm, that's, that's the comfort I want. Love it. For a night of sleep on my vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Also, speaking of night, what was bizarre, which I didn't know this. I'm not a scientist or a bugologist. <clears throat> Insectologist. Really? I, thought, I thought that was major in high school. Was it was it? not. It was bug bugologist. Okay. Also, there are no majors in high school, but you know. That's <laughs> <laughs> high school. <laughs> high school much, Jeff. Um, yeah, so we found out. So at night we were playing this game called Kanas, this really fun card game that I learned uh, through Bobby's family. And it's two on two, so you have four players on the table. 
And so we're hanging outside, and, and outside of our little room on our terrace, we had a little, you know, a light so we could, you know, see. We saw this giant hornet comes us like like probably an inch, inch and a half long, a like huge hornet. Yeah, this is not a normal hornet. This is like one that's like, look at your pinky. It's about if, if that thick and almost as long. It was a, these big, big boys you see on TV when they talk about like these like murder hornets, murder hornets whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was big. And I thought that during the day, you know, you don't, you know, during the night, you don't really see wasps or bees on a night, right? So we saw this one hornet come to the light. And I was like, okay, maybe they're attracted to the light. Freaked out a bit, but tried to remain cool. Right. Notice it was just hanging out over there by the light. By the way, guys, um, him acting cool, I would, I would love to see him acting cool because it, it was a lot of uh, spasming and yelling. <laughs> Jeff, you're one to speak. You can look at your cards. Oh. You were staring up the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. No, but hey, but I'm just saying. Let's, let's be honest with how we were. Like, okay, we, that's we, fair. we were both pretty jittery. A little jittery. Yeah. But then another one came, then another one came, and all of a sudden, I think we counted like 12 to 15 wasps, or giant, yeah, giant wasp hornet murder bugs. It, it was terrifying because they were like really close to us, and we just knew the second this light goes out, they have no reason to be on that wall, and they right. have other places they can go, so like yeah, our like, faces. Turn the light off and sprint inside. <laughs> but, but I, I, again, like, like you said, I had no idea that. Um, wasp or hornets were attracted to light. Maybe somebody's saying, "Oh, that's so stupid to know that." But I no I mean, idea. I mean, several insects I knew were attracted to light. Yeah, I had no idea that murder hornets were attracted by light. Uh, and I, I thought they slept during the night, but clearly clear they're up and up and running. Yeah, I mean, uh, but but anyways, we were we were able to like because because we also we had a game that the canasta, which you have to focus on, which you pair, you play with teams. And as you mentioned, like you had, uh, that's a game that you really got into. Like the first time you ever met your uh, Bobby's family, right? Yeah, yeah. They played all the time, and uh, of course, it takes me. It took me a long time to understand the game, but yeah, I play, we play with them a lot. I love it. It's such, it's such a fun game. Yeah, Canasta. yeah. You, you mentioned like uh, there's a few times where like when you're a beginner and you're like putting down the wrong card, and Bobby's dad is just looking at you like, "I will murder you." Why did yeah. you do that? Yeah, <laughs> you're like, "Oh no, sorry." They're, they're very experienced players, you know, and like it's not that hard of a game. You just have to pay attention a little bit. And we just do a boneheaded thing. Not you know? a little bit. I think like you have to pay attention because you're constantly looking at your at your cards, your partner's cards, everyone else's cards. Like there's a lot going on. We just take some time. Like you can see, yeah. you just throw down a card that you already have or something like that. It's just very. But of course, wasn't that rough? Like the first time, like you're meeting your dad and he's like, like frustrated with you about this card game. You're like, oh my god, I'm sorry. No, they, 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 were, they were very. Luckily, they're pretty. You know, they're very patient with me and said it's okay. Uh, I'm sure on the like I would be burning up inside if I were them. <laughs> I'd be fuming. So I'm sure there's a little bit of fumes in there, but at least outwardly, they're very gracious and uh, understanding. Uh, yeah, actually, I did play it once uh, for Bobby's birthday, but it was nice to get back into it. It was, it was a good thing to do at night, you know, when it, when it cooled down. It's a really outside. good game, yeah. Um, yeah, and during the day, of course, like we said, we're hanging out on the river. We're going for, because we brought our bikes. We're going on cycling trips along the nice bike paths along the river, et cetera. And it was actually, it was, it was fun to see. And this is something I've noticed before, like this isn't the first time, but this kind of just reinforced it that like Germans, when they go on vacation and they cycle, like they love to, to go all in. Like like Germans, they'll, they'll go and they'll buy just thousands of dollars of like, you know, the spandex tour de, for, tour de France, like cycling outfits and the special helmets and the each of their bikes is easily two grand. And even, even like the eight year old kid has like the spandex cycling gear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like they, they take it way too seriously. I think sometimes because I like, just think it's, it's just more of a sport out there in, 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 in the countryside. I think more people just do it. And you know, because in the city, it's not the nicest place to do that, but out there you have really nice bike lanes, 
really beautiful scenery. You can go for long distances. So I think it's just more of a, a, a sport there. I know, but it's funny to see, like, because mostly families we're seeing with, like, five-year-old kids also all dolled up. And, of course, you can't go full-on with a five-year-old kid. So you're not doing it for sport. Like, you're just going at normal city, yeah. city pace. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you need all that gear for? You know, so you got to look cool. I guess you got to look cool. But, yeah, it, it, was just, it was just interesting. Every time I saw it, like, damn, we're, like, underdressed for this shit. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, especially you, because your bike was is completely broken. Yeah, but, yeah, my bike is horrible. And I'm, and I'm good. I'm not against gear. Like, I, I actually have, like, a cycling shirt and stuff and everything that like i wear sometimes when it's uh super hot but like i get like the seven dollar stuff from decathlon or whatever and i don't i don't have any like advertisements on i don't have, i don't advertise bmw <laughs> on my back or whatever yeah that's uh that's fair but yeah and then what else were, what else were we up to we're cycling um Sw- i mean swimming of course in the in the river because unfortunately in berlin we can't swim in the rivers here because the they're spree. super uh toxic and gross I, th- I think it's also just because, like, it, it is a main waterway, like, with, with lots of shipping and boats. Like, in, in where we were on the Elba, like, a boat came by once an hour or at most. But, yeah, and but, were, but on the Spree, it's like every two And the Spree minutes. is small and yeah. that's wider. Yeah. But uh, so usually, you know, we, we swim in lakes or in the ocean when we're lucky enough to get there. Yeah, sure. But uh, down the Elba, it was bizarre because I haven't gone swimming in, a, in like, a river in a long time, you know? And Same. the current was crazy, crazy strong. Really strong. Got to be careful, man. I mean, like you, you step out there, you you're having trouble standing up. I mean, well, you're it, fighting it. It was it was kind of twofold because it, had, it was really rocky bottom, right? So you're trying to balance on the rocks while walking over. Plus, this current's taking you down, and the more the more uh, deep it gets, the current gets stronger, and also more of your body's in it, so it's taking you more. So it gets a little uh, a little tricky out there but it was super cool because like i was swimming as fast as i could against it and i was barely moving forward you most know? of the time like if any of us swam in it we literally stayed in the same spot like you're going full on as hard as you can swimming against the current and then you look over the person standing next to you is still right next to you yeah. you, you haven't even moved an inch but you, know? you go with the current and you're swimming like michael phelps you fly you're getting yeah. gold medals all day yeah there's one there's one point where me and my girlfriend had the idea we're like Hey, let's walk upstream, just get in the river and just float back down to where we were, you know? So we walked like five minutes, got in the stream, just like laid back, you know, hung around and then just like drifted back down to where you guys or where our chairs were super fun. Um, but yeah, like it's a strong, it's a strong current. So if you're not that, um, experienced of a swimmer, I would suggest stay, don't go too deep into that kind of, that kind of deal. Cause, uh, she'll get you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, of course, uh, we didn't even bring up yet. Another cool thing I went to, of course, is Festung Königstein, which is uh, Fortress Königstein, which is, I think, one of the coolest medieval fortresses in yeah. Europe. I mean, like, it's, it, it's amazingly it's, cool. It's at the top of this huge rock formation, um, just high above everything, just like, you know, and like looking down on every village. And from the outside, it looks like just a big fortress. You know, it's going to be, you know, just a fortress with lots of hallways and whatever inside. But you get up there and it's actually just like this giant or small little village within this fortress on top of a mountain. It's huge. And built it had, in 1230 something. It has something. its own like forest, you know, up there. Yeah. Um, like just tons of, of buildings and um, this underground well that they they cut like 150 feet, 150 meters through solid rock just to get down to the water. Yeah, because um, it's really they, impressive. They, they're nervously got invaded. They wanted some fresh water to have a, to be available. Like the, the whole place was honestly just incredible and they're really worth cool. visiting. Totally worth visiting. 
They had a great museum there showing up all the artifacts they found. And again, it was empty. So we had to walk through this museum like all by ourselves. And the views from up there are incredible because you're so high. And you just, you see the whole, you see all of Sir Saxony there. You can see down the river, both directions. You can see the Bastai. You can see Königstein village. You can see uh, up where we were. I mean, up where our hotel was. I mean, just everything. Uh, But yeah, it was, it was funny because there was at least like, I want to say like two or three times. Where, where Alex was trying to do something and people stopped him, but like just for some reason didn't want to talk to him. I don't know if it's because uh, they don't see people with like tattoos and villages or with long hair or something like that, but people just like did not want to converse with you at all. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lovely person. Yeah. For some reason, like, <laughs> like I, I was trying to, uh, we're trying to get into the fortress, which we're getting in line. And in this, in this one guy, like I was standing right next to Jeff, he just like pushes me aside and looks at me and I was like, Trying to know, signal him like, I'll be like, excuse yeah, yeah, me. As he walked away, he did a full body turn and stared at you for a good like two, yeah. three, two three seconds, kind of like, and, but again, no like, no conversation, just staring at you. And, you're, and I remember you're going like, uh, yeah, did, can I help you? <laughs> like, what the? F- yeah, and it happened again. Someone just like didn't say any words. I was like, hey, where I'm from, you know, we use words, but okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it was up like there, there was one random like building up on the fortress that we were about to go into. But I guess like technically it wasn't open. They were just like renovating inside. And there was a guy sitting there. And as we were as we were about to walk in, he just steps in front of you and p- puts his hand out. And yeah. just, if it says nothing, just puts his hand out it in says your no face. Words. And you just went, okay, where I'm from, I use words, but whatever. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it was this holiday, but people just were not digging my vibes, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's also, um, and I think we talked about it then, like we stand out. I, I think uh, anybody from the States or wherever, you're going to stand out when you're a small dwarf just because... Just even just the fact that you're speaking English makes you stand out. And I, I, I had a few times walking around talking where I somebody heard us speak English, and the guy turned and looked at me like just bef- like so confused, looking like huh, with his eyes crossed basically. So I mean, I also have my fingernails painted pink as well, and don't look like I'm from a village. So maybe that I don't know what it was, but um, I mean, it's fine. I had a good yeah. time. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, still, no hate. Still super cool. Uh, oh, and actually, <laughs> in Königstein as well. Remember, we stopped to get drinks, and suddenly it people were acting like you couldn't speak German at all. And I was like, what's going on? I thought I was losing my mind. Cause I mean, all right, it's my fault to be fair. Uh, they had Radeburger beer and I was thinking Rollberg beer, which we have here in, uh, in, uh, in Berlin. And I was like, I'm Rollberg beer, bitte. And they're like, what? I'm like, no, Roll- she didn't speak. Like, I think this is another time where she, they just, she literally stood oh, there. Was the third time maybe. She stood there and just looked at you and you're like, Rollberg pills. And Rollberg bitte? You said again, I Rollberg pills. Rollbag pills. Yeah, he said it like four times, and she just stared at him, not saying anything. She and got like her manager, yeah, who came to me, and I was like, "He said it again, and rollbag pills, bitte." And, and he and also then, was like, "Huh?" Yeah, he also didn't say a word. And then I looked, I was like, "Ah, Entschuldigung, and rada bag of pills, bitte." I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." But I was like, I don't understand why they could just correct me, be like, "Oh, we don't have that kind of pills, right?" Or, or I mean, you're obviously saying the word pills like eight times, so they, yeah. could, they could be like. Oh, and pills? You mean like a rod? Like they could have just been like, they were acting as if the words were you're coming out of your hand were like French or something. Like, like lobsters calling out of yeah. my ears. I, I thought I was going absolutely insane. I, was, I really thought I was going insane. I was freaking out because I was like, I was like, oh my god! Like if they don't understand him, they're not gonna understand me. Like what? <laughs> like what are we gonna do? Like if they don't speak German here. What's going on? Like, like I, I was really questioning my sanity. I was like, they're gaslighting me as I was asking for a beer. So sometimes if people don't understand you, it's maybe not because you're not you, like he, he, Alex was saying the proper words. There was just this weird miscommunication about the name of the beer, and they were just being 
awkward about really it. Really so, silly. So maybe there's been a few times where you like walk away and you're like, oh, my German sucks. But like maybe your German's actually fine. The person is just being weird and, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It was very frustrating. Yeah, it was weird. But anyways, besides that, the Festung Königstein was really amazing. Yeah, I can really recommend it for anyone who's coming to visit Germany. It's like my second East. or third time being there. It's awesome. It's so cool. And how we got there was actually not with the nine-year-old train. True. I mean, we used our nine-year ticket later, but yeah. True, we used the uh, Flixbus to get there. Flixbus. And we talked about Flixbus before. Uh, they also have Flixtrain. But what I did not know about Flixbus is that you can take your bikes with you. Yeah, and like it's depending on the on the bus, they either mount uh, to the back of the bus or depending on how they're feeling, you can throw them in the bottom of the bus in their, those huge storage rooms. Uh, yeah, so like, it, it, again, Flixbus, like it, normally it's like between five and ten bucks a person, right? On yeah. like, the low end. To go from Berlin to Dresden, and it's an extra what five bucks for the bike or whatever. Exactly, um, and so it gets us to Dresden. And then from Dresden, we just needed to take an S-Bahn train the rest of the way. It was like another half an hour to where it was we're super we're, easy, super easy. And I thought the, the hookup on the back of the bus was really cool. They got our bikes hooked up. But yeah, just so everyone knows, if you want to take a Flix bus, you can't take a bike with you. Check before; there's only a limited amount of spaces. Like on the way back, you took a different bus than I did because yeah, uh, each bus only had two bike spots. We needed four. My bus was supposed to leave a half hour before yours, but unfortunately, I left like an hour after yours. And didn't you say the Flix on that one? Oddly enough, the Flix boost driver didn't even know how to attach the bikes, which just yeah, sounds so no weird. Idea. That's so weird. I've never had that happen before. They, they asked me to help, and Bobby's like, do not help them. Because it's like, yeah. if I screw up, then it's my fault. Anything happens insurance-wise or whatever. Smart, yeah. But I watched them make sure they got it like nice. And, like I understood how it worked. Because you saw it on the way up, yeah. Right. Um... So I just made sure like it was screwed in really tight, at least on this fail on like the safety points. Um, but I didn't touch it because I'm not being involved in any scrubs. Luckily, everything was fine. Yeah, and I can recommend Flixbus a lot because um they're not like a Greyhound bus. I mean, you get in, these buses are like brand spanking new, and every seat has a, a USB charger and a full plug charger, and, and everything's super clean. There's a bathroom on board. I mean, it's just um it's really nice. So it's actually rather comfortable and it's super cheap. So yeah, no, they're they're an absolute uh, fantastic deal if anyone is trying to go somewhere cheap. Now, after Zexischeits, so I wasn't sure if I was doing English or German that time, we went to uh, Bobby's Anna's little garden house in Brandenburg, and so we went to a little garden house, and yeah. there we took the six-year, the nine-year-old ticket, and that was all hunky-dory and easy. Yeah, but, what was it, maybe hour and a half from Berlin? Hour uh, and a half from Berlin, and then yeah. about a half-hour bike ride from there. Super nice. Again, we, with the bikes, you know, you just you just take the bike wagon and just plenty of space. Exactly. And, and easy we, peasy. We try to go there like once once a year, like one, at least once in the summer because it's so relaxing and beautiful up there. And you get amazing stars because you're so far away from any city. Yeah. Uh, on our last night, we saw, I saw some of the incredible shooting stars I've seen in my yeah, life. I think in one night, I've seen more shooting stars than I've seen in the past 10 years. Yeah. And that's not an exaggeration. And, and like amazing. Uh, but maybe real quick, uh, explain Guard, these German garden houses people because maybe they don't they don't haven't listened and they don't know what that's all about. Yeah, sure. They're called uh, Schrebergarten and you can see them all around Berlin, like all around Germany. They're everywhere. And like these little gardens you can buy with a little house there. Now you're not allowed to live there full time, but you have to go there every once in a while to make sure your garden is being upkept. Maintain water. Maintain the water and everything like that, right? You can't just have it be a dump. And they're not that expensive. They cost anywhere from like five to like 15,000 euro to buy an actual spot. 
I, it's, a very, it's a very small plot of land. It's really small. It's probably like, my friend just bought one for 700 euro and he can now have the place indefinitely for 700 euro. Exactly. Which is crazy, but that was in uh, Leipzig. But, uh, and, there, and there's small little areas of land and it's just super nice to relax on the weekend, take care of some garden plants and, uh, and chill and grill. It's, it's really nice. Really nice. And I think the whole point is, is for all these people that are living in big cities, you know, they get an itch for some nature. So you, yeah. can, so you can buy one of these garden houses an hour outside of the city and it's a place on the weekends you can go be in nature with your little, you know, house or if you want. It's, it's kind of like having a little cabin in the woods, but uh, way more expensive and way more crowded because there's lots of them next to each other. But you still yeah. get the private feeling at least. Yeah, if, you know, if, you if your garden's nice enough. You don't notice the other people. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's still super cool. And also super cool when we were there, the day we arrived, there happened to be a Dorf Fest, a village festival, a big village festival. Yes. Yeah. And uh, for we anyone. We didn't know that. It was just coincidence. We had no idea. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a, it was a big festival where they have uh, this thing in the water, so this little lake going by, and it's kind of like um like a car show for our boats, but everyone puts like lights and sound systems, makes me like you know being really goofy about it. It's really and fun. there's easily a hundred boats. Oh, I mean, easy, so yeah. Like because it was like 30, 40 minutes of the boats driving by. There was like a Mario Kart boat and a Baywatch boat. Yeah, um, yeah, a dancing boat. Like, it was just a really cool, chill time. There was a band, there was a DJ, and like. It's probably one of the biggest Dorf festivals I've ever been to. Yeah, they had like 10 separate beer tents and um, tents to buy sweets or sausages or hamburgers, whatever. Yeah. And there was like, there, there was, there was one band for like the, the old people, right? Like said the classic rock and then like three, 400 feet Near the down, lake. there was, there was a, a tech, the techno stage for the youngins or whatever. We, we stayed at the classic rock place cause you know, we're old. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> And uh, yeah, but, like, like it's it, cool though. Like, if you've yeah. never been to like a Dolph party, like I find them very, very, very fun. Yeah. It's, it's super different. They're cute though, but they they are. Yeah. And, and the people there, you know, a lot of them are volunteers, and they want to help this tradition. It's, it's it was a 99th one that they've done. Yeah, they've almost almost been doing it for 100 years. That's so cool. And a lot of these, you know, they have volunteers to help out because they believe in the village and they believe in the traditions that they do. So it's just like a really, really cool vibe. Uh, it was a little weird for one moment where <laughs> yeah. this this guy comes Alex up to got, me. Alex got recognized. Yes. But not in the way you think. <laughs> no. Uh, this guy came up to me with like his wife and she's like trying to like leave. And I was like, no, no, I'll stay here. He's like, she wants to ask you a question or she's all embarrassed. And she didn't want to say anything. So he says, she thinks you look like Johnny Depp. And I was like, okay, I've heard that before. Things like, she also would like a picture with you because you look like him. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. So I took a I took, I took a few photos with her, and she was like super jazzed about it. She, um, and she was pretty. Like. She, was, she was. She was like it was just super weird. But uh, she was really pumped up to get a picture with me. And because um, it was loud when he first came over, I didn't quite know what goes. I was I was like I was like oh my god, is he like offering uh, a swingers thing like a threesome with Alex? Like, What's <laughs> going on? Like he's like. And then I heard that I heard you like no, she she thinks I look like Johnny Depp, and I was like it was actually super wholesome. So we took a photo together and had a had a good night. Um, not, not like us together. We, we split ways and then, you know, whatever. Yeah. but, uh, that, that was a really odd, but fun moment. Yeah. 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 V very cool. I mean, yeah, it, it was just fun. Like, I mean, uh, within like a five minute bike ride, we had a, a grocery store. We'd go, we'd get our beer, we'd get our, our wings, our steaks, our ribs, and then just come back and just grill all day, drink some beers, hang out, watch the stars. Play some games. We, we went to the, to the they had an, um, a lake nearby with a really like an epic Strandbad, one of the best Strandbads I've ever been to. Yeah, like much better than all the ones I've been around Berlin. Probably because it's a smaller village, but you know it's really well kept. A lot of trash cans, a big grassy area, big beach area, yeah, sand area, and grass. So volleyball, like beach volleyball, ping pong, a huge like I never seen a diving board at a strand. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, 
we keep saying words that are German. Strandbad means like a, a, a like a it's it's like a it's like a pay beach area that you go to, like a like an organized beach area, you know, where bathrooms are provided, they sell drinks, that sort Food, of thing. Whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it was just absolutely gorgeous. That was, that was our last day there, and uh, I, su- I super enjoyed that. And the water was like. You didn't go, but it was warm. I was like, yeah. oh, it felt so good. Yeah. And this huge diving board, which is a little bit scary for me. But uh, yeah, that was like off. three, four meters high. It was pretty high. It, it was high. Yeah. But it's funny. You look at it and it's not that big of a deal. But when you're standing at the edge, I remember I was about to jump. And then I did the thing where you go like, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I stopped. Yeah, I no, saw no, that. Just do it, Jeff. Just do it. And the thing is, the first time I went, I had my, uh, my hands to my sides. But the last second I put them out just instinctively and... Really slap, really injured my shoulder. Like for even now, it still hurts from then. Oh no! Um, but but I learned from that. Every time afterwards, I kept I kept I did the pencil every time afterwards. But it's an old man. I know. But like, it, dude, it's so it was it was really fun. And they had a ping pong table there. We played a few games. Yeah, it was just a, overall like both these dwarfs, very nice. That's what's we're gonna find in German village. Very, I mean, unless you go in the really racist ones. But yeah, you're like <laughs> really nice people. <laughs> A very simple life, lots of nature, and usually people are interested to hear. Oh, what are you doing here? You're speaking English. What are you, you know, like, yeah. what was American? Why would you come it's, here? It's like, definitely not the stereotype that, that I think a lot of people would think. And yeah, I find them just very relaxed and, and, and you know, there's nice air there. You know, it's nice, clean quality air. Uh, the food around there is really good because you're getting a lot of the produce from like right down the street. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy, enjoy going. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> I really enjoy going to these small little villages around, around Germany, especially this summer when traveling was way too expensive, way too complicated. So I was really happy just to like stay in Germany and enjoy some of the smaller things that Germany has to offer. And yeah, it was, it was a great holiday. Absolutely. And that's the reason why we did it because even though it's like, okay, finally tra- travel is fully opened up, but the airlines all screwed up and um, every, there's very few flights. The flights that exist are getting canceled. They cost a fortune. As you mentioned, um, like a one week car rental, uh, the place you wanted to go was Three, like two grand, whatever. Two grand. Like it, it, it just sucked. Like everything was open up, but suddenly it was just impossible to travel. So we're like, you know what? Let's just stay around Germany, keep it cheap, use the nine euro ticket. And uh, and for all of you who are wondering, you know, is it worth going to these small areas? Yeah, absolutely. It is. It's a really good time. If you like those types of things and just chilling and just getting a totally different type of cultural experience here in Germany, I can highly recommend it. Yeah. I mean, depends on how much, say if you got like two weeks in Germany, like do a, do a Berlin or a Munich or whatever, and then yeah, throw over to Swiss Saxony for three days or you know like enjoy that and get the nature because God Germany has some uh, just beautiful gorgeous nature like Swiss Saxony is so close to Berlin but yeah. you don't expect it to be there then you get there and you're like wow this is gorgeous oh, I, yeah. I knew it was really pretty there but I was very surprised of how unbelievably pretty it was yeah, these amazing rock formations everywhere and his hills and the river and everything the architecture just, as well was really nice. Yeah, so I, I would say if you, I know a lot of people don't have the time. If you, say if you have a week, then okay, you got to focus on one city. But if you, if you have the time, do a big city and then do a little door for like three days, yeah. somewhere near a lake or something, and just like relax. Have a stitzel, see what's like. Yeah, do some barbecue. And, and again, like it'll be fun. You go to a restaurant or something, people are like, what? You know, foreigner? Like they're all excited and they're probably going to be asking, like, where are you from? Why are you here? Like using the little, the little English they have, you know, it'll be like you'll get some fun interactions. Whereas if you visit, like Berlin, nobody gives crap. No, no one cares about you. Nobody cares. You're, you're one in literally four million. It's exactly. Fine. Go away. Um, but fun times were had. Fun times were wanted to be had, and they were had. They were good times. Now let's uh, review this. I need whiskey. one last splash for the review, please. Thank you, sir. Perfect splash. Now again, for those of you wondering, this is those of you still listening. This is <laughs> <laughs> the three of you that are still the three of you that are here for board, the whiskey yeah. review. This is the Bullet Rye Frontier Whiskey 
Bullet 95 rye, that is. Bullet 95. Straight American rye whiskey. Does it say how long it's been aged for? No, I think the other bullets I've seen, they don't mention aging either. So, no, so it must be like a three to six year kind of a thing. Something so like it's that. never worth mentioning once that's short. But honestly, it doesn't matter because it's good. So let's check it out once the last time. Okay. Mm. It's a tasty rye. Man, it is so spicy. So good. And I think I want to say between 30 and 35 euro, maybe? Yeah, yeah it was like, like, it wasn't like too re- much. really cheap. Really cheap. Probably that, that, cheaper if you're in the States. Exactly. That, that is shelf worthy, I think. Uh, Definitely. Well, before we say shelf worthy, Jeff, let's whoa. talk about the whiskey. Whoa, jump the gun. Sorry. Um, I think it's, it's, it's really, really um, spicy. If you like that, it, a it's lot really of herbs spicy. going on. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on, but it's still pretty smooth. Now, I'm not getting that that sweetness I usually get with rye. I really, really like because I'm getting it. Like it's there. It's just um, I, I got like it's a maple, understated. I got like a maple syrup at the end. Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not that as strong as other ones. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. It's, but it's more leaning like into the spice, right? Absolutely, more yeah. to the spice. It's like the Captain Morgan of whiskeys. And burn wise, not a lot. Very, very like a very subtle burn. Yeah. So when I say spice, we don't mean. Like the heat, we just mean like it's actually spicy, like flavor, a lot yeah. of flavors. Um, yeah, where are we gonna go with number wise? Um, I like it. I think it's really interesting and different than the other rides that we've had and cheap and and pretty inexpensive. So uh, I'm gonna go with a solid eight. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Nice eight is eight. also where I'm at. Yeah, I, yeah. I like. I'll definitely drinking this again. Just just considering the the price and the fun factor. I mean, you got got to go on eight. The price, the fun. Yeah, it's an eight. So shelf worthy. Definitely. Sorry, we already said it, but. No. Say it again. Say it again. Yeah, but uh, yeah, really, r- really nice. I mean, bullet. You haven't let me down yet. And and I also. Um, it's true. I will say bullet is great for um, cocktails as a mixer. So good. yeah, you use that a lot, don't you? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. It's been fun, and it's like it's good. It's good to be back. Uh, hope you're still here. Getting, I hope you didn't leave us after we left you for a bit. I don't know. Judging by the numbers, a lot of people were still listening. So uh, true. So I don't know. And uh, and again, had so much fun at the meetup. It's so, uh, it's so, I don't know how to describe how cool it is that you guys actually show up and you guys actually have listened to the podcast. You're enjoying the podcast enough to want to show up and just meet two random assholes Man, for, it, for a it, night. It's just that side effect of doing a podcast. I don't even know what exists, but I'm so happy that it does is, you know, talking to people, not only via email or Instagram or whatever, but actually meeting people in real life. And hearing their stories and their experiences, it's just super valuable and so cool. Yeah. I mean, God, everyone was so nice. And just hearing people say like, oh, I moved to Germany because of you. I, we had that like two or three times at that. That's ridiculous. Up, I just couldn't believe it. Don't though. do anything because of us. Yeah. And I smart. do have to bring up one last thing. Um, everyone who writes us, writes us amazing letters. I mean, they're just really like we've never received a bad, like a negative letter. All amazing letters. I have to point out there was one most recent letter we received from Ermella, just because I think it might be. The longest, most detailed letter we've ever received, possibly. Yeah. And um, just up there in top 10 of just like the nicest, uh, most thoughtful messages we put out. So, Ermella, thank you so much. Yeah, they gave me the warm and fuzzies inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we got it when we were on uh, vacation and we read it out loud. And, uh, God, it was it was great message. Thank you so much for taking the time to write that. because. Yeah, thank uh, you well received and thank you everyone for listening again 115 episodes it's incredible y'all are still here and supporting us and we really appreciate it yeah. so um but let's just let's just keep dragging this out let's, let's we'll keep dragging it out this episode let's just keep going okay, okay. we're gonna go now so stay safe stay healthy and uh stay thirsty hey you